nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up, there's nothing you know the boy says. My history of bullying is a little bit different than most people. Um, there, there's tons of variations of what bullying can be. For me, when I was growing up, bullying was people always making fun of me for my size, for my weight, for my religion, and then eventually it led into uh, my friends just constantly putting me down for the same things, but as as quote unquote jokes because they're my friends. Now. I never realized that my lack in self-confidence really stemmed from the first time that I actually stood up for myself. It's a, um, it's a pretty funny story. So the first time that I actually ever stood up for myself, I remember I was in the seventh grade and there was a, there was a uh, school, he was, I guess you could say he was a school bully and he was picking on me not only because I was little, but he was picking on me because he said that he was gonna take my girlfriend from me, my girlfriend in the seventh grade, mind you, that's very, um, very big dating happened in the seventh grade. Anyways, so I, I remember he had been picking on me, picking on me, throwing things at me, just constantly on me, and finally, for the first time, I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm not gonna let this kid pick on me anymore. I'm sick of it. And I knew I was I was afraid of him because he was a bit of a, uh, a gangbanger in the area, and um, I just knew that he had been in more altercations, and if I stood up to him, it was probably gonna pre present a, a, an altercation, a fight, and I finally told myself, you know what? I'm gonna just stand up to this, I'm gonna face the music, and I'm gonna face this bully. So I told him, I said, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. You're not gonna do this. And I remember him saying, well, what are you gonna do about it? And we ended up doing a movie type scenario. Well, all right, well, if you don't want this, then you're gonna have to fight me. You Meet me tomorrow. It was, one of, it was one of those funny situations, it was like, Meet me tomorrow, after school, under the bleachers, or behind the bleachers, not under the bleachers, behind the bleachers, you, you know the story. And I was ready to do this. In my mind, I said, you know what, I'm gonna stand up to this bully, I'm going to, I'm gonna face my fear, and I'm going to win this. Well, the next day, I go to school, and in my mind, I'm completely ready to fight this kid. For the first time I've ever been in a fight, I'm ready to fight this kid after school, behind the bleachers, just like it was planned. Only one problem. We arrived at school, and we saw each other standing in the hallways before school started, before classes started. And I remember him looking at me, and I looked at him, we both had that look of like, well, we're both here, we might as well get this over with. And he dropped his backpack, so I knew it was about to happen. So I dropped my backpack, and in my mind, I remember telling myself, you have to throw the first punch because you don't really know how to fight. And so I clenched my fist, and I remember winding up, and then everything went black. I have no recollection of why it went black, but all I could hear was the sounds of impact and people yelling at me. What ended up happening was, before the fight started, I had long hair that was about down to my chin, little skater kid. His friend, I guess, had grabbed me from behind, grabbed my hair from behind, 
pulled me backwards before I was able to throw my punch. My head hit the concrete and I blacked out. While both kids proceeded to stomp me and kick my face, uh, I ended up having bleeding in both my, my eyes. I had a, a, a crack in my orbital. And this whole time I could hear them yelling at me. And it was almost as if I wanted to say to them like, what are you guys doing? I can't defend myself, but I couldn't do anything. The strangest thing about it was when I got up, when the fight was over with and the, the school finally broke the fight up, they had picked me up off the ground. I couldn't see where I was going because both my eyes were completely swollen shut. I saw a backpack and went to grab a backpack and the bully got one more punch in, tell, reminding me that that was not his, or not my backpack. And that was my first experience with actually standing up for myself. Years later, it really clicked for me that that incident became a catalyst for the way I saw myself and what, what the possibilities would happen in for a repercussion if I were to stand up to the adversity, if I were to stand up to a bully, that this is what happens. You get your face stomped in. You get humiliated in front of other people. This is what happens when you actually stand up for yourself. And I pretty much self-sabotaged my entire childhood, most of my adulthood too, um, growing up. When things would get out, hit, when, when uh, things would get hard, subconsciously there was a part of me that would always go back to that it wasn't that I would always think about it because actually the the idea of the fight never never actually crossed my mind until years later but the incidents the instance that that happened and the way it happened replayed itself in many other things that's happened in my life that one moment of being bullied in the seventh grade affected the way that I saw how I could approach adversity. I bought into it. I bought into the idea that I couldn't stand up for myself. I bought into the idea that other people always had power over me. And now I'm 37 years old. I would like to think that I've accomplished a lot in my life and some of the greatest things that I've been able to accomplish were after the days that I just finally said, you know what, fuck it, I'm done running from my past. Whatever happened then does not mean that that has to happen again. I know a lot of us deal with these things where our past troubles us. Our past makes us feel like we're plagued with these things happening over and over again. But the truth is, is that once we can let that go, once we can truly believe that whatever's happened before doesn't have to happen again, it's not who you are, it doesn't define you, then that is when we can start achieving amazing things. It's then when we can start realizing what our potential is. Our past can do one of two things. It can either prohibit us from doing anything or it can propel us to extreme levels that we had no idea were even possible. I know because I've been on both ends of it. 
My past is what plagued me. My past is what made me not be able to achieve things from for many years. But because of my past, it's also what has allowed me to have built strength, find the courage inside myself, and propel my own self and my career to levels that I back then would have never thought I could do. The greatest thing that has also done is allowed me to share that with other people. That if I can do it, so can you. Our past can be our weapon. It can be our secret weapon if you are willing to use it as such. I always preach about the idea of being a champion. Being, being a champion is not from never failing. It's not from never facing adversity. It's from getting up every time that you do face it. It's from overcoming the things that, that caused pain. It's from overcoming the things that people said you couldn't do. It's from overcoming the things that had plagued you from the past. Being a champion is a choice. It's a choice about owning today so you can have a better tomorrow. That's all it is. Being a champion is a choice. And if you choose to be a champion, then move forward as one. But if you choose to live in your past, you're gonna to choose to have the same outcomes as you've had before. Nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up. There's nothing you could know the boy do. says. There's nothing I don't you know why do. you wanna play with it. There's nothing you could do.